Hello, everyone. Welcome to the premiere episode of Yes Androgyny. This episode was recorded circa October 2021. Thank you so much for being here and taking what amounts to, let's be honest, kind of a risk putting on an improv comedy podcast about queer stuff. I mean, my God, this could go so badly. Thank you. Now, if this is your first time ever listening to the show, I want to direct your attention to the beginning of the podcast feed where I've uploaded something called the pre-show orientation. This is just a little explainer to kind of let you know what you're getting into here. I'd, I'd maybe recommend listening to it once before getting into the episodes just because these can be sensitive topics. Otherwise, thank you so much for listening and good luck. I hope you enjoy it. Welcome, welcome all to the premiere episode of Yes and Drogeny, the identity and improv podcast where we, uh, hey, hey, what's, what's wrong? You look like you might have clicked on the wrong podcast. Were, were you looking, were you looking for this? Was this niche thing what you were looking for? <laughs> it was. You wanted to listen to a podcast where gender exploration is discussed in a earnest and personal manner by two friends? And you're a fan of improv comedy? <laughs> Listener, you are, you're in the right place. Yeah, 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 no, this is it, this is... You're in the right room. Yeah, yeah, no, you're, you're in the right place. Oh, oh, hey, 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 shh, 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 don't be nervous. Listen, listen, here's what, here's the deal I'm gonna make you. Come in for like five minutes pour yourself some tea, and if you don't like what we have to say, uh, you can throw that tea in our face and you can walk away, but you got to give us five minutes. You, you, you can give us five minutes. You don't have to. You're not obligated to do anything. No, you are not. You, are, you, are, you have agency. This is a podcast about empowering you, the listener. This is about so sarcastic. It's not about you. It's not about my desire to talk my. about my own self-actualization. Speaking of which, why don't you tell us what the podcast is about? Yeah, absolutely. Thanks for throwing to me, buddy. This, as I alluded to before, is the Identity and Improv podcast. So this is the podcast where two non-binary improvisers and best friends since middle school sit down together, drink some tea, and try to have some frank conversations about their experience uh, with grappling with identity in their day-to-day -day lives. And uh, then, based on what comes out of that conversation, uh, we will do some long-form improv comedy, the thing that everybody universally loves to watch and listen to. My name is Charlie. My pronouns are complicated, but I am currently defaulting to 
they, them. Um, but honestly, just uh, just call me whatever the fuck you want. I don't know. Just whatever whatever suits you best. Honestly, don't even ask me what to call me. Just whatever word comes to mind, look at me and just say it. And that's... Call them them. My name is... <laughs> Don't don't apologize for your pronouns. You're they, you are they them. <laughs> I think uh, yeah. You can tell that uh, they're new to this. I feel like yes. You can tell that I'm a little bit of a newbie. Newbie NB stands for newbie. That's for newbie. For my, me. And my name is Ari. I go by he they. So as you can imagine, my non-binary pronoun experience has been a dramatic shift from the he him that I went as previously. See, you also playfully undercut your right to just I. Well, mine was more of a reference to the fact that you were like, I'm new. And I'm like, yeah, I'm new too. But like, I hasn't changed anything. Um, Ari, I would love to start this conversation off by just asking you a simple question. <laughs> I know what's coming. I already know what's coming. What? What? What, <laughs> what are you wearing? <laughs> <laughs> welcome to the, welcome to the Yes Androgyny red carpet. Uh, but, uh, close your eyes for a second. Actually, close your eyes for a second. You are on, and this was a bit a second ago, but now it's a serious thing I'm actually starting with. You're on the Yes Androgyny red carpet. We are the biggest thing in podcasting. This is you, like, in your element. The version of you that you've always wanted to be in your wildest fantasies and dreams. And, of course, this is something that can be mercurial, that can change. But right now, for you, right in this moment, what are you wearing? I am truly like balancing on this little pin in the middle. That's part of me. It's like library core. <laughs> I'm like, just put me in like a cozy sweater vest, like a little bow tie, little like woolen pants, those brown pants, my rimmed glasses. Think Giles. I gender when I'm my most masculine is Giles. On the other hand, there's a part of me that's like, oh, well, I mean, pastel, obviously, for first off, let's just go with pastel. In terms of the actual outfit I would be wearing, I've never had a chance to like wear dresses and skirts before in my life other than when I was acting where I wasn't really thinking about it. I don't know. I, I have idea. I know the color and I know the feeling, but I haven't seen myself in that way yet. So you and I used Purple to eyeliner, though. Purple, purple eyeliner, purple eyeliner is, is, is the constant. Purple eyeliner is something that goes with every outfit. Honestly, Giles with eyeliner. I mean, Ooh. that's that's Ripper, baby. <laughs> I want to be Ripper. Ari, right, you and I used to make uh, YouTube sketch videos together. Like every podcast, and we is, used to make YouTube sketches. Use, and this is not a plug for our YouTube channel. Please, no. Don't look for it. Don't even. Yeah, I'm not going to tell you what it's called. And there was one sketch we did where you wore one of our roommates' dresses. And I remember you describing at the time that, like, you were like, oh, wow, I look really good in this. And this was this before I came before out. Before you had come out. A year before. Did you have an experience putting this dress on of euphoria? Or is it like it was nice to break out of the your typical just male ensemble, but it still wasn't, like, the look? When I wore that dress... It was surprising because it was the, the first time I was like, oh, this legitimately looks good on my figure. I have worn a skirt once at a Hot Topic, which is funny you mentioned that, and I hated it. it wasn't the look for me. Oh, what did what did you hate about it? I just... It just it felt like... I just looked did like, it feel like cosplay? I looked like fucking garbage in it. That's what it was. I, just didn't, look, I didn't look good in it. And <laughs> I, I knew that's that... that's not true. I, everyone who was there was like, yeah, this isn't your look. 
Right. I think for me, I'm a... But the dress was not... I'm a dress person, not a skirt person, probably. Yeah. But when you say you're a dress person, I guess I, I feel as though like your your answer had a lot of a lot of information in it, but still didn't quite answer my question. Which is Welcome to my head. <laughs> which is like what has been your experience of gender euphoria? Yes. Um I when I was eighteen, I started to lose my hair. That was a very young age to go through that at, and you don't Did really... a problematic Stephen King Romani stereotype mutter thinner to you when you accidentally <laughs> like, bumped her in a road? I mean, that would be like weird because in the very fat phobic book, the character was like, oh, gee, awesome. I was like, oh, hell no. Um, and you don't really realize how much identity you attach to your hair until you, you know, start losing it. And I gave up completely on looking nice i gave up on feeling nice i gave up on feeling happy I was, about my looks i was um rooming with you during some of this period of like really like uh trying to come to terms with this and i remember uh you saying because you can't pull off the like long hair clean shaven look anymore you were planning to snap yourself to a different, very fixed look. Like, you know that game Guess Who, which has all like the different people you guess? It was like, if I can't be this one, I have to be this one. And it was very much the bald Persian man with the big black beard. I was Howie Mandel, Walter White, and all the, <laughs> the bald men you imagine wrapped into one. It was like, a, I, if I can't be this look, I have to be this look because anything else would feel like a, like an in, like a shaggy in-between stage. Yeah, and I think part of that too is I had had people tell me, every everyone told me, well, hey, just wear a freaking wig. Just find some some really cool wigs and wear them and that brought me deep shame and deep insecurity about myself because i was told growing up that and by you know balding forums which are the most toxic place wearing a wig is pathetic if you are an amab or as they just refer to it a man and you if you wear a wig you are seen as a desperate loser there was one time to answer your question you gave me a million years ago which probably will be a lot less after the editing uh <laughs> i discovered i was non-binary make a note edit here <laughs> cut out previous 15 sorry i just i just want to leave myself some notes for later all right you don't mind yeah okay so the last thing we would have heard was me saying welcome to yes androgyny <laughs> <laughs> and okay now go yeah uh, no. so to answer your question that you didn't give now apparently oh um i oh, marty we have to go back back to the opening back of the podcast, to the podcast. <laughs> back to the end of the podcast if we're going with his logic um pew, pew, pew. The Libyans! <laughs> Definitely okay. Yeah, everyone's like, I wouldn't change a thing. I'm like, i change a couple. Um, when I discovered I was on binary, I went to a mysterious place called the Internet, and I was like, I want a pair of pants that aren't blue or black. So I was some lavender skinny jeans, and they arrived, and I didn't think I would be able to pull skinny jeans off because I'm not like a skinny person, but they fit because they're stretchy pants. And... You know, they aren't like loose and baggy, which I always, I always. <laughs> it's funny. I, I had a similar experience with skinny jeans this year as well, where I was like, oh, I always assumed that my fat ass and big blubbery thighs couldn't fit in here because everybody who models skinny jeans is like rail thin. But, but then I realized that what I thought were my blubbery thighs were actually my gorgeous thighs when worn in not baggy jeans. Yes. Not painter jeans. Because I don't want painter jeans. And now I wore, I wore this pair of pants. I also ordered, I wish I could plug them, I don't remember their name, uh, some Twitter artist made a, a hoodie that had a radical 90s frog skateboarding on it. It was the most incredible thing I've ever seen. And every bit of the 
jacket was a different color and had stars and stripes and it was I mean not like American stars and stripes <laughs> it was an American was jacket uh, my first euphoria was truly realizing I was American I identify as American uh, <laughs> if that's where the story was going it would be insane uh, yeah this, uh, this and album. then I heard the fireworks going <laughs> off in the sky and I knew I had found my true identity as an American not a man not a woman <laughs> American <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no! It was uh, it was it was a bunch of different colored pastel bits, and in this case, I was wearing a beanie. It was a little, it was a lavender beanie, lavender pants. I wore this outfit, and I took a photo in the mirror, and it is the first time in my entire life that I think my smile in a photo was like my proper smile. My smile has been different after that photo was taken forever. Um, I'm also just pulling up a picture so that you can see it because I thought you would enjoy having the context. Uh, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I see it. I see the I see the joy. Yeah. I see the joy. Oh, it's so good. I, it's a really, it's a very oh, nice photo. It's funny because like, right before you can see I was taking pictures to see how my hair was doing and then You were I taking got, like the most like scrutinizing this one part of your body you that you're see, obsessed with. You can literally see five minutes before I took a photo with my old smile. You and look then like I took you're wincing. You, that photo, the, the before photo, you look like you are, you genuinely look like a crab is currently <laughs> clinging to your ball sack. It like, was. Right it was, actually. Frame. It was, and then when I put the new pants on, it fell off. <laughs> Sebastian <laughs> <missed>. scuttled away. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe under the sea was better. I'm more like under the Wait, t- so- more like under the T. Am I? <laughs> yeah, I was about to say mine, mine didn't even make sense. Um, but yeah, this is the, that's the that's the difference. It, it was it was all in the teeth and the eyes. It was ha- actual happiness. I didn't have to try to smile for a photo for the first time. I don't think I even have the clarity that you have because I I I've just started to come out. I think I am really towing the line here of just coming out as a trans woman and I don't even exactly know what the distinction is between what I feel and what trans women feel um uh, but but anyway yeah. I, I we we're not talking about the, all Back that to today clothes. We're not talking about all that today. We're talking about clothes and a little hair. You snuck a little hair in there. Well, you know what? Ha- <laughs> hats are clothing. I do want there to be like a hair focused episode, but um, oh boy, that's gonna be depressing as hell. Oh, we, we don't have to. <laughs> You'll be like, no, I, I want to. You'll be like, my hair is so long, and I'll be like, my hair is long, my hair is short, my hair is great, my hair sucks, my hair is a really interesting color, my hair is black, my hair is long, and you are hot. <laughs> no one's gonna know what that is. <laughs> I think I'm gonna keep it in just for us. Um, one person out there goes, huh. one, one person out there breathes through their nose a little bit. Like, <laughs> um, I was g- a girly, a girly kid. I liked playing house with the girls in our class. I had very long hair that I refused to cut and I was obsessed with high heels. And I got the message pretty early from a portion of society that that was not gonna fucking fly man and it's sad because your family are very supportive open-minded people my immediate family was very (laughs) supportive i got a lot of pushback from other factions of my family who evoke very toxically male standards from boston 
bunch of boss, bu- bunch of yeah, bus, bunch bunch of Boston townies. Nothing else needs to be said. They're uh, from Boston. And not, no offense to our you know open-minded, cool Bostonian fans that are out there, but uh, you more than anyone know exactly who we're referring to. Yeah, you've seen it. They're they're the kind of guys who like. I mean, look. Emphasis on the guy. My uncle, my uncle is a firefighter. My other uncle was in the fucking Marines. Like, it was just a bound to end in tragedy. I cannot stress enough that overall my life has been easy compared to almost any trans person on earth. But boy, did I still get fucking beaten up and bullied by people in my own family for having long hair and being kind of girly. And like, and I remember you would grow your hair out for a while and then it would mysteriously get cut. It, it's funny as a kid, even I remember like you always were like the long haired kid who sometimes went with short hair and it never felt like you in the way, in the way that long hair trolley was associated very strongly with you having long hair. Well, yeah, I mean, me too, I guess. And then eventually I sort of stopped doing that. High school. I did what a lot of people did, which is that I became a theater kid because (laughs) it was the one way where I could fucking, you know, be flamboyant and wear dresses. And in fifth grade, I campaigned super hard to be Hecate the Moon Goddess in our class play. And we made it into like a joke, and that's how I got away with it. Because the the class was all like, "That would be so funny if Charlie was Hecate the Moon Goddess." And it was literally like it was an exhilarating theatrical experience so that honestly, I had to pretend me- was a bit. You memed your way into gender euphoria. <laughs> I even remember the fucking like I I mean I think it's telling that this was fifth grade, and I remember the lines. Which I doubt you remember the lines for all of the plays that we did, but that one you really do. No, and I and I used I I did the voice, you know. I didn't have any voice coaching. I just you know I just did my best, my best falsetto, and I went, "What oppressive smoke of sorrow hangs so heavy on the air?" I remember this. That every breath of despair is stifled. Behold the goddess Demeter, bent by the weight of grief and care. Um, yeah, I remember. It's funny how like I distinctly remember this. And I, I like don't a, remember anything from our other plays. Right. Really. I remember that, and I remember being in Shakespeare because it was Shakespeare. It right? was a it was a big deal for me. And and this is by the way, this is all fucking unconscious. I'm not thinking in these terms. I don't know that my gender is. I I did not know really consciously until this year that I was not cis. I mean, I suspected a couple times, but I have suspected that you weren't cis for the last five years. <laughs> Is that what the musical's about? Uh, yes. No, no. Uh, no, I, I did So uh, you were the one going backwards. I was the one going forwards. That's why you knew. <laughs> no, <laughs> there you go. No, I did genuinely. Uh, I think what it was, I think I always knew you were on the LGBT, spe- LGBT spectrum somewhere and just hadn't quite. I mean, I mentioned a couple of times that maybe you, you know, I asked you if you were on the LGBT spectrum at all because I figured that I probably was, but just didn't know where that was even going to be. And then last year I was like, oh, it's, after like weeks of debate, <laughs> I came down on NB. Um, and then you came out and it was like, yeah, sounds about right. <laughs> sounds about right. Um, right. What I was saying is that like, I, I sort of tried to get away with like being as flamboyant as possible. Right. Like sure. I wasn't wearing being, I wasn't femme, but I wore, I wore a lot of pastels. I wore bright colors. I, I tried to like dress differently. And then, you know, then like basically slowly I made, I compromised myself into the point where I was in college 
at UNC Chapel Hill, the worst college in America, and I was just like wearing like a UNC blue hoodie and just like walking around thinking about killing myself, uh, feeling as though my entire identity had been erased. And, you know, and by the way, if you're someone who like goes to a college and like you wear your college colors and like you don't need to dress differently to have a sense of identity, that is great. I love that for you and I am not trying to denigrate that, but boy, did I feel like everything had just been stripped away. Uh, I will. I don't want to interrupt, but I will say I remember during this period that it seemed like such a great deal of the energy and excitement of you. And I, well, well, you're the one who pointed out I still have my voicemail from oh like a God. couple of years ago we'll that play, I recorded. Well, at some point, we'll pl- at some point, we'll play it. <laughs> I'll play, maybe at the end of the episode, I'll play it. I still, I haven't changed my voicemail. I should probably do that like today. After this podcast, you are going to change it. Yeah. You should, oh my God, you should do I it. recorded Honestly, it when I was so depressed and it just sounds like I'm just like, I'm just a sad, sad boy. Um, This summer... I coming this summer. I was alone in my apartment and my fiance was out of town and I on a complete and utter whim raided her closet started putting on clothes and then I put on the forever 21 sunflower dress and I took the picture and it's funny because I feel, again, in, in a way it speaks to our difference. I'm not even really fully smiling in the picture in the way that you are. What I'm experiencing in this picture, the the euphoria that washed over me, it wasn't um, felt, I should say, as like a joy as much as a bliss, which mm. I feel like is a slight distinction. It wasn't an explosion of happiness. It was like a feeling of safety and like, when I look at that photo, what I think to myself is, there she is. So, actually, I'm going to keep the podcast running, but I'm going to just drink some water real quick. Is my water... Did I... I just did the restroom real quick. Troll. I just don't want to go... Do... Act out a little bit uncomfortable during intro. Hey, Nancy? Oh, what's up? Uh, I can't, I can't find my cummerbund. Ah, your cummerbund. And you know that my cummerbund, it, it, it's slimming. It, it makes me, you know, it, it makes me look, look the way that, that, that the press expects me to look. They're going to tear me apart sweetheart, out Sweetheart, sweetheart. Have you ever thought that maybe it, it's time you were more honest with yourself and with, you know, the, the paparazzi? No. You don't, <laughs> you don't need to be. You don't need to be a skinny winnie to win E. I, I. You know my turns of phrases. I, I well, that's to... just, it's an oblique reference to the fact that, yes, my body physically, literally, from head to toe, resembles that of Winnie the Pooh. I am, I am, in fact, a bear. I am a bear. I know that you love me for who I am. I wouldn't want you any other way. Well, unless you wanted to, and then I would, but you know what I mean. Yeah, I know what you mean, but but thank you for being so careful with your language. That's what I love about you, Nancy, is that you're never going to get caught saying anything problematic, which is well, perfect for me. Cause... I, grew up, I grew up solving mysteries, and if you just said the wrong thing, you might lose that case. Oh yeah, you you did. You had that. You were. I had a whole book series. You were such a. I had 
a book series based on me growing up. And you uh, you had a book series remarkably like yourself growing up, Winnie the Pooh. Yeah, I mean, I, honestly, like, if we hadn't found each other, like, I would just be so lonely because no one understands what it's like to be scrutinized all day. Like, whenever I'd go out, like, not in my disguise, people would be like, oh, a blustery day, isn't it? And, like, kind of wagging their eyebrows at me. And I'd be like, yeah, yeah, I guess it is kind of windy. And they'd be like, no, it's blustery. And I'd be like, yeah, I guess it is. What's your point? And then they'd be like, you want some honey? And well, yeah, I do want honey. Like, like I'd be like, yeah, of course, of course, I want some honey. And they'd start laughing at me and taking pictures. It's like, what's so funny? It's like they were Christopher robbing you of your your happiness. God, I, I hated that man. I mean, he was he, he was a boy. He was, he was like, he, no, he was not. They changed it for the books. Christopher Robin. Wait, are you? Wait, 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 wait. Are you telling me those books were based on your childhood? Yeah, oh, I thought you knew that. I I wasn't aware. Because you're literally the de girl detective from from Nancy Drew. I mean, we could just say it. Yeah, I mean, those were dark days. That one case I never solved. You know. We cut back to when Nancy was investigating that case. Huh? Look, look, Nancy. What you got there? It's a feather. It's a green feather. Oh, wow. I, uh, uh, this case is, it, this isn't your missing dog case, is it? No, no, it certainly isn't. When they found that, that arm, that bloody arm by the river, I thought, I'll solve that for a quarter, but, uh, you know, first there was the, first there was a strange man in the woods, and then there was this green feather, and this is so confusing. I'm so glad Nancy. you're with me. I'm so glad you're with me, Christopher Robin. <laughs> Listen. Listen, Nancy, you can't tell people that I've been hanging out with you. Why I'm a 50-year-old man. It Wait, just, but this is a flashback. How old? How old? How <laughs> old? Wait. They wouldn't understand. Then how? Are you hanging out? Oh, actually, that is correct, isn't it? <laughs> now, Nancy, Nancy, I do have a question for you. What do you got? Wait, what do you got for me, do you Chris? Ever, do you ever, oh, Chrissy? Do you ever get the sense that... Someone is. I mean, yeah. When I solve a case, I get the sense. <laughs> yeah, Nancy. Yeah, yeah. That, well, that's what I'm asking you. Can you please? Uh, can you do you think you can give me some money? I don't know if I'm gonna make rent this month. My fucking bitch of a wife, get me out of the house. Um. Oh, this is toxic. <laughs> listen, babe, babe. I'm totally good babe. for you. <laughs> babe, babe, babe. We cut back. Thank God he is in jail. <laughs> for, for Wait, sorry, wrong voice. Hey, thank God he's in jail, right? Yeah, right, Nancy? I, I, I honestly can't bear to think about that and he can't if I think about it again. What a what a what a what a jerk. What a real jerk he was. Yeah, and to be clear, he didn't do anything like like really He stole he stole my quarters. He was just a thief. Um, he was a he was a rotten old thief. And yet and yet and yet the jury <laughs> so why am I surprised? Convicted that... him and, and sentenced him to life. So why am I? Why the why... judge didn't sentence the jury? Did it was a crazy case. <laughs> why? Why? Wait, am... can we? Sorry, we cut to the case where for some reason the judge decided that the jury got to sentence. <laughs> Court is now in session. Court is now in session. Everyone, calm down. I said, calm down, gavel, gavel. I, I don't have my gavel with me today. Gavel, gavel. Hey, this judge is crazy. Oh, no. 
We'll let the jury decide. <laughs> we cut back to our uh, to the scene where uh, Nancy and Winnie, as it were, are uh, having a uh, having a a discussion. Nancy, I'm afraid that if I show my true self to the world, that I I will be ridiculed and mocked. I mean, I'm a famous movie actor now. And that's why I'm so scared of the paparazzi. That's why I'm so self-conscious all the time. Listen, Winnie. Win Winifer. Winifred? I don't even know. That's another <laughs> thing that's what? going on with me. Uh, I... <laughs> I know. I mean, I have these thoughts and like. I never knew that my Christopher was the same as your Christopher. I, I'm sorry that if I had known what you had been through, he was a monster. He was just a real, real piece of shit. Yeah, he was a jerk. He was a jerk. He's, and then he was. He was. He was emotionally abusive, and he stole money. Like he was not a child molester, <laughs> but he was pretty awful. He was pretty awful. Uh, look, it's okay. You can. You can use. You can use your true voice around me. You know, the voice. I know you're afraid to use the voice, the Winnie voice. You always try to go all gruff and tough, but you know what? You don't have to be gruff and tough to be my Winnie. None of this gruff nonsense. Oh. <laughs> that's, that's, that's the voice I know and love. Where, what, Poor what? old bear. Where's Eeyore been all this time? Have you heard from heard him? I heard he's uh, he was having a rough time in those books. Is actually, he... He, um, Eeyore, he, uh, he actually he, he got a lot of help. Oh. He he uh he just needed mental ketamine. health. Ketamine, ketamine. Oh well, I mean it's a shame what happened to Piglet. See, this is what's confusing to me. It's like you're trying to draw me out of my shell, but then you're bringing up all this stuff from my past. No, Nancy. no, no. Just remember, I uh, look. I uh, mean, we f when they found his body, it was just covered in green feathers. Yeah, but wait, wait a minute. You didn't know that. You didn't know that detail. I, I mean, I guess they kept it out of the press. Uh, I wait. There was a green feather in your story. That doesn't actually tell us who killed it. This tells who the victim was. But that was Piglet's. That was Piglet's arm. But this means it wasn't just one time. Yeah, that was Piglet's arm. <laughs> 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 I didn't know Where we grew up in the same town. That's just yeah. Yeah. amazing. Well, yeah. <laughs> uh, look, I have to be honest, right? Like, I do have one question that I really want the answer to. Anything, never... Nancy. Anything what? for you. Listen, you do such a good job supporting me. And uh, I know that I've been taking up a lot of air and a lot of space. And I want to make no, sure that fine. you... No, you're No, no, because you're so accommodating. And I just want to make sure you know I got your back. I appreciate it. I just, I just really want to know, what the fuck is a poo? <laughs> actually, actually, that was actually. I didn't expect an answer. Holy shit! Actually, actually, that was a, that was a misprint in the book. They heard oh, it no. wrong. Oh no! Oh no! You're a poop. <laughs> No, my actual my actual name is Winnie the Drew. <laughs> Wait, how do you spell Drew? D. Okay. R. Oh no. E. <gasps> okay. O U G H. Oh, thank God. 
Okay. Of course, they anglicized it when they came over. Oh, shit. <laughs> when they came over from my homeland. Your name was Winnie Opu? Winifred O'Drew. Winifred O'Drew. Listen. Going back to that point. Listen. Okay. I feel like. Okay. Listen, I, I will say. If there's even a snowball chance, there's a even snowball a chance, chance in hell. There's a snowball chance in hell that you and I. Wait, I'll explain why we grew up in the same town. Fuck. <laughs> Wait, what house did you live in? Three two zero. Fuck me too. Are we just siblings? Oh yeah, that's right. Oh, I remember. Do you remember the accident? The the accident. We cut back to a car where Nancy's mother is driving Nancy. And Nancy's brother, Winnie Drew. Hey, keep keep it down back there. Keep it down back there. I just this stupid this stupid case. I don't understand why. Green feather, weird pink arm. Green feather, weird. I don't understand. Hey, hey, stop, stop obsessing over your case, okay? Why don't you pay more attention to me? You never give just me just because your friend is missing, okay? I'll look into your case. Do you have a quarter? Do you have a quarter, Winnie? No, I don't have a quarter because I'm not old enough to have an allowance yet. Get a yes, quarter. Yes, that is right. You are not old enough yet. And Nancy, stop putting these ideas in your brother's head, okay? I need to focus. I need to think. I need to figure out how I can get out of town before they catch me. You need to think, 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 think. <laughs> Wait, Nancy. Nancy. You, because you, you, I think you got distracted. You distracted yourself there a little bit. I think you might have missed a big reveal that mom just <laughs> dropped. I, I was, uh, oh, it was in the past. Oh, this is still the past, Nancy. This I'm, is still your memory. I'm this is your repressed memory of that accident. I'm just focusing on the case. Nothing else matters. Whatever she's Listen saying, to what I'm mom's not gonna saying. remember it. I'm not gonna remember it. I have to get out, get out of town. Green feather. Town. I. Pink arm. I wish I hadn't. I wish I hadn't bought oh, that, bother. that green feather scarf, and I wish I hadn't worn it when I killed that fucking pig. I just, I wish I knew who could have possibly done this. Oh, I'm never going to get that quarter. <clears throat> I bet my daughter just overheard me muttering to myself. Uh, what? My detective daughter, she's going to get me. I, I better just... crash the car so they lose their memories. <laughs> we cut back to a horrified Nancy. It was our mother. Our mother killed Piglet. She she must have been tired of... She was always so attached to you. She probably hated seeing you spend time with other with other people, with, with your friends. She wanted you all to herself. That's why she sent me away and kept you. I never had a mother. That makes so much sense. Everything is coming together. And, and you're still not going to get the closure you needed because mom died peacefully in her sleep a year ago. Damn, what a bitch. God, she got away with it. God, it's annoying. I wish, I wish there was a way we could go back. Yeah, wouldn't that be cool? Sad. <laughs> if only time travel was real, but you know, yeah. it's a very grounded reality we live in. Yeah, if only. <laughs> right? That would be crazy, though. Yeah, it'd be would crazy be. to introduce as a, time as travel a, this late. As a rationalist, it's out of character for me to believe in time travel. 
I'm already. I already. But as an how idealist, how complicated as, it's going to be for you listen, and me to divorce as listen. as as siblings. Well, I don't think so because we never we never fucked, and I think that's still like there's some law where you can just get the marriage annulled if you don't fuck. Oh, thank. God. <laughs> <laughs> and I guess that kind of explains why our marriage is totally sexless. Yeah, it just never. I was attracted to you. Even though I said that your body is perfect the way it is, it is. <laughs> yeah, it is. No, that's sweet. That's a thing a sibling can say. Yeah, you don't need to change anything. And I will say, this guy right here, this scared bear who hides who he is, even from himself. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Boom. Starts punching a hole in the wall. <laughs> and then gets his head stuck in <laughs> oh, oh, bother. <laughs> All right. Well, um, like a uh, like a one night stand, we don't linger around after we've given a flawless performance. Um, Do what I'm going to say as a weird thought. I guarantee you. I mean, I I'm going to be a weird thought someday. Well, on that note, I guarantee you, at some point in our lives, however long it is from now, we're going to look back at this first episode, and there's going to be a wow, that was us. Mm -hmm. that's weird to think about right now we're sitting here and we're feeling pretty content with ourselves five years down the line we might look back and be like oh my do you hear us oh my god the only thing i know wow. for sure is that i'm gonna be nothing like i am right now in a year and if anyone is listening to this thank you so much for um embarking on this journey with us and i uh am kind of terrified of releasing this but also very excited to see where these conversations go yeah, I uh, I wouldn't to... I wouldn't do it with anybody else. Oh, thank you. This is a very confusing and exciting time, and I uh, I'm glad that I can explore it with you. Ari, will you bid the listeners farewell and good night as we finish drinking our tea and uh, uh, you know hit the road? Yes, thank you so much for joining us. And whatever part of your journey you're on, uh, hope to see you at the end of it. Cheers. Yes Androgyny was conceived, recorded, and produced by Ari Borhanian and myself, Charlie Monroe. This show is released bi-weekly every other Monday. If you want more content or you care to support the show, we can be found at patreon.com slash yesandrogyny, where we will be posting an extra episode of bonus content, plus other fun surprises at least every off week. Also, follow us on Twitter at yesandrogyny for more updates. This show is co-produced by New 32 Productions, an independent North Carolina media company that Ari and I are both heavily involved with. You can find New 32 on YouTube at youtube.com slash new32, that's N-E-W-3-2. Our music was composed by Florify, F-L-O-R-R-I-F-Y, whose link tree can be found in the episode description. Our theme song is Riff in A by Garrett stein Sarusi, who plays the guitar on the track, with additional arrangement, instrumentation, and mastering also by Florify. Our cover art is by the inimitable Izzy Pereira, who can be found on Twitter at Izzy Squeaksy. That is I-Z-Z-Y-S-Q-U-E-A-K-Z-Y. Lastly, but not leastly, Ari can be found on Twitter at Meta Joker Music, 
where they post about their myriad music and webcomic writing projects, including their epic fantasy adventure webcomic in the vein of Redwall that is uh, so good. It's called Mathorial. They co-created it with our cover artist, Izzy, and it is posted weekly. So definitely check that out. It's super rad. Charlie, meanwhile, is a little bit shy and is going to refrain from posting a handle for the time being. Lol. All right. Thank you guys so much for listening. That concludes the credits. See you in two weeks or sooner if you join our Patreon. Bye! Hey, you've reached the voicemail of Charlie Monroe. Sorry I couldn't get to the phone. Please leave a voicemail and I will get back to you as soon as possible. Thanks. Bye.